right, welcome to Thursdays. Yeah, 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 yeah. True and trivial talk with Matt. And McGinty. <laughs> hey, we can say each other's names. Look at that. Yes. Well then, well we have it's got been a couple weeks. It's been a, it's just been two weeks. We've been doing like a on one week, off one week. But I would say I miss you, but I see you every day. So this is true. I can't miss you if I see you all the time. Yeah. Right. right. Well, we've got uh, the plan for today is we're going to be doing a kind of a Mother's Day slash Star Wars theme. Um, this is a big. This is a big week. Like your three holidays. You big. got you got May the fourth. You made the fourth day. You got Cinco de Mayo. Oh yeah. And you got Mother's Day. It's like the Trinity of of holidays. Which real quick, Cinco de Mayo. Is what, the what's it about? Fifth. And what's I, it about? It's, Why do we celebrate it? I, you know, what? Why do we eat Mexican food on, on Cinco de Mayo? You have no clue. I don't know. I didn't have a clue until yesterday either. I thought Mexican independence, <laughs> right? But I found out that no, it's actually the, the Mexican. It has nothing to do with it. Yeah, they, there was a victory uh, against the French in the Battle of Puebla. Um, there you go. For free. For free. Yes. Well, we are going to be doing a Our Kids Said What Mother's Day edition. In fact, I left my envelope over there. I'll have to grab it here in a second. All right. And then Matt has got a very special dad feeling he's got to share. And I've not and I've not told him this yet, but I've got a Star Wars uh, joke quiz to ask him quickly. It's They're funny jokes, but they're kind of in question form. No, I didn't so. know we were going to be doing a quiz Yeah, today. I didn't want to tell you. All so, right. uh, Pop quiz. And then, you know, after we're done with this sort of fun stuff, we're going to have a marriage and family guru, I should say. His name yeah. is Tracy Hernsberger. He's got some great stuff. He's an author. He's a family and marriage pastor, and it's a fantastic interview. So You're going to love it. Uh, we'll have that for you at the end of the podcast. All right, Matt, I want you to start sharing your dad fail. <laughs> and while I go grab this envelope I left on the chair here real quick. All so right, bye. All right, bye. See I'll be right back in a second. It's not really a dad fail per se, but it's a funny story. Um, so last uh, last weekend, uh, my wife and son uh, were out and they came back that night. And um, uh, I came out to meet them. My wife had just come to the grocery store. I was coming out to get groceries. And so I just closed the front door behind us. Our two kids were, our two other kids were upstairs asleep. And, um, and that's where it all went I'm, wrong. I'm getting the groceries. And so our oldest son uh, goes to the door. We tell him, hey, go ahead and go on up. Well, he puts all of his weight down on the entry handle and breaks it off. And so I'm like, oh, man. All Hulk right. smash. Yeah. So, all right. So the little little push button lever is is broken. And this this you know, push button lever was on its way out. Like, it wasn't like it. I, I guess. Or my son a, is a just like has superhuman strength there. But um, anyway, we can't get back into the house. Like, the door will not open. What time and of so night is this? This is this is about ten thirty. Oh my! And word. so we we can't get in. So we're we're trying everything we can to get in. And and so the uh, uh, the it was a, a fairly new uh, deadbolt lock. So it's not like the same key that works that works our back door or even our garage door. So we had we could not get back in. So we're thinking, okay, well, <laughs> let's wake the kids up and uh have one of the so you know our eight-year-old and then our four-year-old let's have one of them come down open the door for us not a big deal and so you know we're starting by just kind of chunking stuff up at the windows trying to get their attention so did you hold out a, the window. A, a big you know speaker no in the yard. <laughs> no so we're, we're just trying to throw stuff at the window nothing 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 and so finally we say okay we got throw harder things like nothing that'll break the window but you know like like we had a ball in the we're trying to just bounce it off the window still nothing <laughs> you're playing wall ball at 10 30 at night <laughs> finally right? i i i i text my neighbors and i just say hey maybe if we just get because both of them are on the second story so we have a two-story house like maybe if we just get a ladder and so we get we get this ladder our neighbors out there with us and i climb up and i just start knocking on the window just start knocking on on our son's window our eight-year-old son's window, trying to get his attention and I start when that doesn't work. I start banging, and I, when that doesn't work, I start yelling and like banging and yelling and banging and yelling. And I mean, that went on and on and on oh and on. Word. No he response. Was, he was like deep sleepers. He was out. He was out. I'm like, all right, fine. Well, let's try our. Let's move the ladder and let's try our four year old daughter. And so here we are doing this again with with our daughter trying to wake her up and and. You know, starting lightly, so we we're worried about scaring them. You know, because it's like they're in the deep sleep, and all of a sudden someone's banging on the window. So we're starting by tapping quietly, and then banging, and then yelling, and more banging and yelling. So we've been, we've been at this now for probably forty five minutes to an oh, hour, and I can't believe more neighbors didn't come out because we are literally you probably woke up the whole neighborhood, but you couldn't wake yeah, up your own kids. They are literally yelling their names: <laughs> Colin, Chloe, Bam, 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 and nothing. Oh man! So. 
finally, uh, and our neighbor was so gracious and and just hung out there with us. And so finally, we had to uh, suck it up and we had to call a locksmith. And uh, I don't know if drop you know some the, change. I don't know if you know what the going rate is for a locksmith on a weekend uh, after hours, but let's just say it's in the hundreds. Of the multiples dollars. of hundreds. Multiples oh, of hundreds of dollars. I, I could not even believe it. I'm thinking, so seriously, it's going to cost this much just to get in? Matt is still not laughing about this. <laughs> he's laughing on the outside, but he's still, this is yeah. still, you know, yeah. this so is still fresh and we raw. Had to, we had to have them uh, have him open the <laughs> back door so because we couldn't even open the front door because it was broken. Come in through the back door and then um let in but you know it was it, it yeah i mean it, it's a funny story now several hundred dollars later maybe um, a year from now it'll be funny yeah. <laughs> but one of the things that was we've been talking about how god brings good from from all things and um you know our our neighbor really challenged us with this and uh it was, it was a, a good lesson a good reminder for us that you know when things like that happen you you're tempted to really want to uh, take it out on someone. You can't take it out on the locksmith. You can't take it on the neighbor. So, you know, maybe the kid, maybe the kid for not waking up or the kid for breaking the lock. Mm. And and uh, just just being reminded that, hey, you know, this this was an accident and, um, you know, just show grace and uh, just, you know, let it go. Um, don't don't keep bringing it up because your your tendencies you want to keep bringing this up because you that you, record of now, wrongs kind of thing that record of wrongs you've paid hundreds of dollars and you know someone needs to hear about it right and um, and that was great for me it was just an encouragement that hey you know just just go ahead and, and let it go forgive and and don't bring it up again and and uh, I needed to hear that because in that like I, I wanted to be I wanted to be frustrated I wanted yeah. to, to to blame you know blame blame my kids but. Um, God, God just reminded me that hey, show grace. This went from uh, a dad fail to a dad win. A dad win. Well done. Win. So we we talked, we laughed about it the next day, and uh, and you know my my one of my kids apologized and I said, hey, you didn't do anything wrong. You you were just asleep. You know, you, He's like, you were. It was a great dream, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> you were deep in sleep, and you didn't do anything wrong. And, or our other son that broke it. Like that was an accident. I was dreaming that someone was trying to break into the house. Yeah. It was really scary. <laughs> it was your mom and dad. Uh, but yeah, so it was. It was. That's not, a special story. It was an, it's a special story, a special expensive story. Yeah. But, Some um, of the best lessons are costly. So right? I've created a GoFundMe account. So uh, if you want to <laughs> help pay for Matt's the, door. The locksmith Because then you got to pay for the new the new entryway and, and oh, lever. Dude. And, no, I'm just kidding. No, all right. But, well, thanks for sharing that story. Yeah. And in light of all that, and also a celebration of post-May the 4th, Matt, you're a big Star Wars fan. Yeah, you I know. am too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you say it so casually, like <laughs> ah, you know. All right, I'm and you know, I have, I just actually did a Star Wars wedding on May the fourth, and that was uh, kind of fun. Got to yeah. dress up like Obi Wan. I saw that. It was. Uh, you will not see me posting pictures of that online, um, <laughs> but it was really cool. It, it it was awesome to be able to bring the gospel from Star Wars. You yeah. know, when Luke says about Vader, "There's good in him. I can save him." Man, I was able to bring the gospel from that. You That's know, great. It was, it was I, cool. And I, just so you all know, I. Threatened Daniel. I said, "I'm not doing the podcast today unless you wear that outfit, that <laughs> no, Jedi Knight outfit." Nope. But then Daniel brought up some I stuff. That he, could, it. he brought up some stuff he could use against me. And yeah, so I said, I "I'll said, do it." I said, "Oh, okay, no, yeah, yeah. hard pass." I said, <laughs> "I'll wear it if you wear your Wookiee costume." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, yeah. all right. Here's a it's a it's a quiz, not really, but it's a series of jokes, but they're in the form of questions. You ready, Matt? I'm ready. Here we go. Which program do Jedi use to open PDF files? Uh, I don't know. Tell me. Adobe One Kenobi. Oh, I would have never guessed that. I'm glad I didn't All spend right. like multiple minutes trying to ponder yeah. that. Yeah. Which website did Chewbacca get arrested for creating? Um, I don't know. Wookie Leaks. <laughs> what do you call a pirate droid? Pirate droid. No clue. R two D two. These are dad jokes, by the way, Obviously, in the form of Star Wars. Dad jokes. So dead. Why is Yoda such a good gardener? Don't know. Because he has a green thumb. Oh yeah. yes, he does. Yes, he does. What is the name of the Gungan who became a taxi driver? Car car binks. Car car binks. <laughs> <laughs> what do you get when you cross a bounty hunter with a tropical fruit? No clue. Bounty hunter. Okay. Mango Fett. Mango Fett. <laughs> I'd like me some Mango Fett. How many more of these are there? What droid always takes a long way around? No clue. R2 Detour. 
man. All right, this one's good. Why did movies four, five, and six become before one, two, and three? I don't know. Because the director Yoda was. Apparently, these are the best Star Wars movies ranked. <laughs> I thought you said that was a good one. Uh, it's oh, funny okay. riffing on the, the content yeah, of the movies. Okay, all, right. all right. Is BB hungry? No, BB-8. BB <laughs> all right. Two more. Ready? Why did Anakin Skywalker cross the road? Come on. You got to guess this one. Uh, I don't know. To get to the dark side. <laughs> In this, please. Come all right. On. Last one. Here's all your right. 80s music reference here for you. Ready? Okay. Which Jedi had a musical career? Bon Jovi, one Kenobi. <laughs> All right, enough of that. Oh. Good times. Dad jokes in Star Wars. Yeah, two minutes Happy of my life together. I'll never get back. Okay. All right. I don't know why this stuff makes me laugh. Maybe because I'm a dad. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So what we're gonna do now is in honor of Mother's Day coming up here soon. In fact, moms, you need to know at our church we're gonna have flowers for you guys. We're also gonna have a really cool photo op for you to take an awesome picture with your family and all that stuff. It's new this year, yeah. Yeah. The challenge was we wanted something really fun from the do, but we couldn't like get. We didn't want moms to help us make it because. Yeah. They'd sort of defeat the purpose, but we knew they'd be really good at it. So yeah, right? I had to figure out how to make something flowery and nice. Um, but we, me and Matt, Matt and I, we interviewed our kids with some questions about their moms, and we got some fun responses from them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, Matt, why don't you share a little bit about some of your funny responses you got from your interviews with your kids? Yeah, so just some some random questions that we asked them, a little uh, sheet that we had here. Um if my mom, so we asked, you know, basically, you know, name, what do they love, what do they love to do, uh, favorite scenes, favorite food. Uh, so um, one of the things on here that I loved, if my mom had time, she would, uh, this is our son said this, he, she would drink coffee and play board games and tons of other games. And tons of other games. And what's funny is my, my wife is not huge on board games, but uh, <laughs> she loves playing She loves playing Uno uh, with our son, and, and she's great at it. Um, but I think a lot of the responses our kids put down are things that they like to do, <laughs> and they think mommy likes to do them too. Yeah. What about uh, you, man? What's, what one of the funny responses for that question, they said uh, mommy would like – if she had some extra time, she would – Talk to someone on the phone and let, rest on the bed. Like, <laughs> totally, you know? Yeah. Um, so one of the questions was, my mom always says, and I was trying to, like, Brooke says a lot of different things. And, yeah. But one of them, this is from my oldest, she said, she said, mom always says, I love you and go clean your room. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sometimes in conjunction with each other, I guess. <laughs> I got a lot of, like, what's your favorite food and what's my favorite thing mommy does? And it always comes back to mac and cheese for some reason. Yeah. My favorite <laughs> thing mommy does is make mac and cheese and her favorite food is mac and cheese. And what can we do? Make mac and cheese. A lot of mac and cheese going on in here. <laughs> uh, but I love the question my mom is really good at. And my oldest response was, her first response was, coloring. <laughs> okay. My son said basketball. My mom is really good at, at playing basketball. Nice. And uh, yeah. Very impressive. Yeah. Um, and my other son said, being the best mom ever. The and then my daughter ever. said, she's really good at playing, playing with her. So very cool. Yeah. One of the other things that um, this is my second oldest daughter, she said this when I asked her, what does mom say? And it was, do your schoolwork. And the other one was, fudge monkey. <laughs> Fudge monkey. <laughs> when she gets hurt or like Fisher throws something at her, <laughs> you know, fudge monkey. Anyway, um, I thought that was funny. Yeah. And so, um, and she also said, my mom really loves me and my cheeks. <laughs> we love to, me and my cheeks. <laughs> She's got these really cute cheeks she likes to pinch and whatnot. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. But the it, it's funny. My two oldest daughters, we asked them, where could you, if you go any other world with mommy, where would it be? And it was Disney World. Like, they didn't even think about that one. Yeah. Whereas, like, for, <laughs> for my second oldest son, he said, um, a new playground. She would love to go to a new playground. Like, you could go anywhere. He's like, oh, oh. And he changed his answers. Outer space to the moon. <laughs> like, nice. Nice. And, of course, my youngest, who's, like, just turned three, he's like, Chuck E. Cheese. Like his answer for everything was Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> that's what you. That's where you want to go. That's where you want to go. I don't I think, think mom wants to go there. I, know, I think my three year old's getting a little confused. Like, okay, is this what you want to do? Is my? Of course, mommy likes the same things I do. Yeah, yeah. So what else you got there? Um, yeah, my. Uh, I'm just trying to find some some unique answers here. Uh, my mom loves to to drink coffee. Uh, all of them said that because 
Mel's big coffee drinker. Yeah, you so, gotta have coffee, man. Yeah. I asked my second oldest son. I said, uh, "What what's what's Molly's favorite food? Her favorite food is all the foods. All the foods. All the foods. Yeah." And he kept saying, "That's all." <laughs> all, all the foods. And I asked her, like, okay, what does mommy always say? Oh, she counts to five. Like, she, she counts to five a lot. I was like, man, you count to five. I only count to three. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. And he said, that's all. That's, that's all. all. Does she say anything else? No, that's all. That's all. Like, she says a lot of other things, dude. <laughs> of course, his favorite thing to do is puzzles. So, like, you know, what do you like to do with mommy? Puzzles? Anything else? No, that's all. That's all. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so that's always cute to you. What, what does mommy really love? And his first response is me. Of course. Of course. Very cool. Yeah. Um, well, what about the, my, my mom's job is? How do they respond to that question? My mom's job is taking care of me. Yeah, um, I got that a couple times my, too. Yeah, my mom's job is uh, – where, where is it on there? Uh, cooking. My mom's job is, is cooking and <laughs> taking care of us and cleaning and – yeah. I love how they boil it down to such, you know, rudimentary things. Like, yeah. it's more than that. <laughs> I take care of your psychological that's, well-being. That's I, I raise you. you. I know. I'm just a lot. I'm just the maid. I'm just the cook. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're more than that. Mom's and, out there. You are oh, more than that. You are more than that and beyond. Yeah. You are responsible for a home. And, you know, we're co-responsible with, the, with dad, of course. But, like, man, you're, you're the point But person. you're much better at it. Yes, yeah, you are much better, you know. Uh, it's funny. My second old son had some really funny responses for some stuff, too. He'd say, my mom's job is taking care of us and what we need. That is a job. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. He's like, that is a job. That is a job. <laughs> That's so sure. funny. He had to add that, like, that is a job. That's, like, that's <laughs> legit. And he also asked, and what we asked for. Like, uh, with within reason, obviously. Yeah. So. Yeah. Getting um, any, like, cutesy ootsy sayings? Um. Yeah, just my mom really loves snuggling, and uh, my mom and I like to go on dates and and play with toys, and yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just it's mom will mom will love this when when I give it to her. Absolutely, and that's the thing with Mother's Day. I mean, you know, uh, as guys, we don't always do the best job with Mother's Day, and I, it's it's hard too because you want to like you want to honor your mom, but you also want to make sure, especially with young kids, you want to make sure your your wife. Uh, Phil's on it. So it's like as as dudes we're having to we're having to like take care of of two people on Mother's Day. Make yeah. sure we share the show the love to our moms, but also our wives and no doubt. So So this one's really cute. I love my mom because she's always she always eats with us for lunch and then tagged on with and she's with me when there's a storm. <laughs> So, yeah. but only if the storm's in the morning, because if it's the middle of the night, it's daddy's job. Now, storms, storms are really tough for you guys, right? Yeah. Well, my second oldest daughter, she like the the lightning storms really freak her out. Yeah, they really freak her out. There's a loud noise. And she your dog some too, right? Our dog is so old that she can't hear them anymore. Okay, she's like deaf and it's half a, blind. It's, it's really weird, her. as I've as I've explained. Um, my my kids are heavy sleepers, and so storms <laughs> usually aren't really a, a big deal for us. They they yeah. you know they may wake up the next morning and say yeah I heard that, but then I went back to sleep. So all right, I just got to share these last couple ones. This is from my three year old, which said, you get some funny responses from a three year old. My mom and I like to chugga chugga choo choo. Okay, that's a three year old's response. That's what they play with trains. Uh, her favorite food is cheese hot dog, which is like his word for hamburger for some reason. <laughs> and then my this is great. My mom's job is. Mickey Clubhouse. That's probably what she feels like at some point. Mickey Clubhouse. Mickey Clubhouse. And my mom is really good at Barbies. <laughs> I guess straighten the hair of the Barbies or whatever. Your, your three-year-old son said that? No, my three-year-old son said Barbies. Okay. Yeah. He doesn't play with Barbies. No, he does not. No. But he watches Brooke, I guess, fix Barbie hair and stuff for the girls and whatnot. Yeah. And I love my mom because she has candy. Yeah, well, you know, that's a good reason to love your mom. Yeah, she has candy. And then all the other answers were Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, <laughs> so a lot of cheese going on. Mac and cheese, Chuck E. Cheese, just we're covering all the bases. We love cheese, and a lot of the kids said my mom's job is a homeschool and all that kind of stuff. So cool. Mine didn't because we don't homeschool. No, no. Hey, it is not for the faint of heart, man. I tell you that. So our our wives had the hard job, right? That's right, for real. And we do stuff like this, and we do just stuff like podcasts and that yeah. kind of thing. All right. Well, speaking of wives and kids and family, up next, we're going to have a great interview with Tracy Hernsberger about family, about ministry, about all that kind of good stuff. Am I going to have to give up my chair? Yeah, we're going to switch chairs in a second. Yeah, he's going to take your spot. Oh, I can just sit in your chair? And you can sit in my chair. Yeah, we're going to mix things up around here. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll see you in a few seconds. Bye. 
All right, we are here with Tracy Hernsberger. He is a marriage and family minister and now an author of a series of books. Tracy, thanks for joining us, man. Good to be here. Good to be here, Daniel. Thank you. Awesome. Well, we're going to kind of get to know you a little bit first before we kind of dive into the the super deep and serious questions. So I'm going to start you off with some lightning round questions. And the lightning round questions, the way it works is that I'm going to ask you a question and you have to answer lightning fast. You can't think, you just got to give us an answer. Okay. So I'll try. You'll try? <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I'm going to um I'm going to ask you some questions. Ready? All right. They're really they're pretty easy. Yeah. Here we go. Favorite bro- favorite burger. Favorite burger. Oh my goodness. I overthink things. You'll find that out about me. Hey, I way overthink right them. The top of your head. Favorite burger. What a burger. What a burger. That's a good Texas what answer. You know, you you've immigrated from California a number of years ago, right? So Well, I was here, went there and then Okay. New to come back. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. What is your favorite movie? Favorite movie would be the Star Wars trilogy. Oh, wow. Hey. Actually, all three trilogies. All yes. three trilogies. Yes. Well, you know, I feel like this is a perfect person to interview today because of our, like, May the 4th be with you kind of stuff we started off the podcast with. So, yeah. well done. I, I feel okay. like there's some synergy going on here. May the Force is, you know... No, we're not yep, gonna do that. I got you. All right, so next one. Here we go. Favorite musician or band? They're, uh right now it's We the Kingdom. We the Kingdom. Yeah. I don't think I've actually heard of them. Who started out in 2018 in okay. Nashville, Christian country. Okay. Every now and then you hear just a little bitty tiny hillbilly edge on it. Oh, nice. Every now and then. All right, we so the Kingdom. We the Kingdom. Yep. I like that. You'll Holy have to Water, go check that out. New song on the radio. Holy, Holy Water. I have heard Holy Water. That's it. So I didn't know who did that song. That's we a great song. We the Kingdom. Very My cool. favorite group. Okay. And then, all right, the next question. Here we go. Most influential book, can't say the Bible. <laughs> Most influential book, can't say the Bible. Wow. Whoo, mercy. Yeah, that's a tough or one Or just a recent me. book that you really liked. Yeah, you can't say your own book. Either. I know I I'm can't. Just, I, I know. can't say unveiling the mystery of marriage. <laughs> that's for sure. I would have to say I'm trying to remember the name of it, but mm-hmm. it's the newest one, the most recent one I've read. I can't remember the name of it. I quote it in book five of okay. my books, but Roy Ortland is the author. I remember that. Okay. And it's a study of marriage from Genesis one to Revelation twenty two. Oh, cool. There is 22 chapters in Revelation, right? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 22. Yeah, you got that right. So uh, it's a Bible study theology of marriage from the beginning, and it's a great read. That's my number one favorite book right now. Awesome. Well, very I cool. I just can't remember the name of it. Well, well, maybe we can put that in post it or something. That <laughs> was right. the title of the book. Roy so. Ortland. All right. And least favorite food? Oh, oh no doubt. Uh, what's that raw fish stuff? What they call Sushi. It? Sushi. Hey, not I'm right it. there with you. And the not funny thing is, it. I grew up in Japan. I never really liked the stuff. Yeah. The only the only sushi I like is California roll, and it's the least authentic like sushi. Yeah, is that possible. really sushi? No, yeah. it's like <laughs> imitation crab in there and yep. guacamole. But no sushi. All right, what would be your dream vacation? Ooh, back to uh, Oahu. Ooh, Dream vacation nice. would be going. Back. I love going back somewhere I've been once okay. because I scoped it all out, spied it all out, and now you know I how know to do things I've got there the list. better. Yeah, I know where to go back, and it's a lot easier. So back to Oahu to be back on Waikiki Beach. Oh, nice. Hike back up to Diamond Head and back mm. down. Things like that. Very cool. You know, Matt, he spent some time in Hawaii. Really? Yeah, he did. So uh, that, was, yeah. that was that was cool. Yeah. Waialua is on the North Shore. And uh, it's as far as I understand, it's the only place we went there. They grow cacao. The, oh, cool! The beans for oh, yeah. chocolate, and they also grow the coffee beans there. And you can nice. have your mocha with the chocolate and the coffee right that, where it was grown. Hey, that's what we do. We we do the uh, the ground cacao, and uh-huh. we mix it with some ground coffee and make and brew a mixture in our coffee. It's oh, really good. I'll get the recipe from you. Later. Oh my goodness, um, cryo brew. It's fantastic. Mm. You can order online. But Waialua on the North Shore of Oahu Island. That's awesome, man. All right. Now, finally, very important question. Best Star Wars movie. Oh, man. The best Star Wars movie. Of the nine. Whew. And we will include, yeah, like, yeah, the, the yeah. spinoffs, if you want to, like Rogue yeah. One yeah, or, yeah, yeah. you know, God forbid, um, Han Solo or Solo. I think it was I called like Solo. I that one. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. I would actually have to say my favorite was the first one. No, new because hope. came out in nine in seventy seven. Okay, my wife and I had been married a couple of months, and back then that 
imagery and video stuff. They didn't even do CG back then. Oh, no. But uh, that was jaw-dropping stuff. So I would have to say the first one because it was... It's special for you guys. We, we joke around. The, the nine Star Wars movies are kind of like the landmarks for Rhonda's <laughs> and my marriage. And so we know kind of what's going on. So they're reference points for what's That's going cool. on That's cool. you got to have us. some mile markers. And but it has to be episode four. Yeah, very nice. Very first one. So on the flip side of that, what's your least favorite Star Wars movie? Mm. These are very important. And I can questions. include the peripheral ones, you too. You can, absolutely. Rogue, oh, Rogue, yeah. Rogue One. You can't go that far no. down the path with, like, Ewok Adventures. Okay? <laughs> yeah. No, not Rogue One would have to be my least favorite. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So. Yeah. yeah, I will say it's my least favorite in terms of character development. Their mm-hmm. motivation is just not real clear or very complicated or nuanced. But it has some of my most favorite scenes in it. Yeah. The very end of that. Well, when Darth Vader comes onto the ship. I mean, come yeah. on. That's pretty awesome. But the CG of Princess Leia, that I was, think this, that's why I don't like that movie. It, it just, just kind of throws it, you for a loop. It was, I just, oh, it's oh weird. I'll give you, it's, it's an uncanny valley. It's so close, but yeah. not quite there. They didn't do her justice. No, no, they try, but it's it's tough to do. Yep. All right. Well, we've completed the very serious, important <laughs> questions. Yeah. Now, I want to actually move to actual serious questions. So tell mm. us a little bit, how did you get into ministry? Well, uh, Back in Deep East Texas, grew up. My wife and I both grew up in a little bitty town called Garrison, Texas, twenty okay. miles north of Nacogdoches, Deep East Texas, uh, behind the Pine Curtain. They call it if you've seen the movie. Oh yeah. And so uh, anyhow, well, I haven't seen the movie, but I yeah. know all the pine behind in Texas. the Pine Curtain. So we went and uh, we were there. Uh, grew up in the church, First Baptist Church, Garrison, Texas. Cool. Uh, but went off the deep end. Kind of became a, a yucky guy in high school and first year of college. Got renewed back into total commitment to Jesus as Lord in when I was 18. Oh, cool. And so at age 18, after my first year of college, that's when I, it just became a revolutionary change of following him as master and king. That's so awesome. It all started at 18 and okay. uh, preached my first sermon, called to preach, licensed to preach. Wow. At 19. Wow, so man. Renewed in commitment at 18, uh, <laughs> preached my first sermon at 19, Ron and I got married at 20. Wow. And I literally Whoa. became- You just checked all the boxes. It's just- Pastor this my off and first get it done. church at age 21, this little country church out of Crockett, Texas, out in the woods in oh, the countryside, Lord. wanted a little weekend uh, a pastor while they went to seminary. So that's when I took out to seminary. So ages 18, 19, 20, and 21 kind of set the track. You got the, the experience thing. like really early. That's amazing. Well, I, I'm not saying being a pastor of a church at 21 was a good idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, I'm sure it had yeah. its challenges and, oh yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty interesting story. I learned a lot and they were very patient. Well, that's always good to have, <laughs> right? So what would you say your calling is right now? Yeah, it happened really around 2011, but in 2012, Ron and I really sensed that God was shifting us from the focus of all things, you know, just the senior pastor role to marriage and family ministry. So cool. it really started stirring big time in 2012. Okay. And and uh, really actually ended being a lead pastor in 2013. And with a variety of other things, God really put us on track to be focused on marriage and family ministry. So we started doing that as the focus of our calling. Really started in 2012 and has uh, brought us all the way up to where we are today. Cool, man. That's an interesting transition to make there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, family ministry is just so important for just – our health, our church is being healthy, absolutely. and also just our our community is being healthy. When the yep. family breaks down, everything breaks down. Yep, absolutely. Um, all right, so tell us, you've written some books. In fact, you have three of them here. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. yeah. Tell us more about these books you've written. Okay, see that there. This is this is the three. Uh, it started out to be one book, but uh, what happened was uh, in 2012 again, I started stirring with the. Ron and I got married in 76. Okay. So after 44 years of marriage, um, yes, 44 years of marriage. Got to get that number right, right? You bet. (laughs) And uh, 44 years of ministry together because we, uh, three months after we got married, I became the youth director of First Baptist Church Crockett, Texas. Oh, wow. So anyhow, after all those years of marriage, uh, we just, I I was so stirred up about marriage ministry Mm. and my wife, is the family minister part. We're both, but obviously, but I call her the child whisperer. She's, yeah. she's the one, if you, you need to call her, if you're having, you know, kid problems, but anyhow, Hey, my wife's uh, the same way, man. Yeah. She's like, Hey, you got the elementary. Cause she was an elementary teacher and I was a middle school teacher and a high school uh-huh. teacher when we first met. And so I right, listen, yeah. 
you get the elementary age. I'll take the the, the youthy things. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly. So uh, after that feeling called to it, and I ended being lead pastor of a church, uh, actually was pondering this this morning, uh, getting ready to come over here. I started writing the manuscripts for these books in the Starbucks right here in Pflugerville. Oh, wow. I would go. We, we moved to, from California. We were out there in ministry a long time. We moved to uh, Austin because our first granddaughter – Avery was born, and uh, we it was just perfect time for us to move to Austin. Hey, someone so from California devote. moved to Austin? I've never heard of people doing that. Kind of happens. Kind of happens. That's sarcasm. But you kinda started in Texas, so you're like— yeah, Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we call our time in California our California missionary journey. Uh, <laughs> or the back. wandering years, the 40 <laughs> years in the desert. No. Yeah. But in 2014, had the time of not being on staff in a church, and I started writing the manuscript— and that was in 2014. I went back on staff in a couple of churches uh, focused on marriage and family ministry, marriage and family uh, pastor at the most recent church where I left there in 2018, but started writing the manuscripts, and it was going to be one book. Yeah. Uh, the title of it is Unveiling the Mystery of Marriage, uh, and it literally is an in-depth Bible study. And uh, my uh, uh, friend that is a publisher, he became a consultant because I self-published, uh, he calls it a discipleship course for couples. Yeah. And so it ended up being five because I was writing one and it was going to be way too long. <laughs> so he said, how about five in a series? Why and not? And so uh, three have been released already. They're in print. We have finished the manuscript writing for all five, waiting on the book designer. In a couple of weeks, book four will be out. And then in July, uh, the whole series will be completed. That's and amazing. Available. So, well, good for you for writing five yeah. books. Now you have the, the first three come in this little unique packaging I see here. Yeah. And yeah. So what is the significance of the, the string that's on the packaging? Yeah. Well, uh, you may be familiar with the scripture in Ecclesiastes 4.12. That's what's on the little tag there. But a threefold cord is not easily broken. Yeah. And so that's been a special thing to us. So when someone orders the five-book series, mm. pre-orders it, they'll all get them as they come out. But now we have three that are being purchased you know, and provided. So now they're coming tied together. And so it's a threefold cord, three stranded cord, tied with a knot. You got to tie the knot if you're going to do it right. Tie the this knot. Is true. Tie the knot with a threefold cord hey. and keep it tied tight. So that's the symbolism of that, of course. Love it. Uh, with the book. Well, that's really cool. I just got one more question for you, yeah. and then um, Matt's going to come and ask you a couple questions about marriage and family. Okay. And that question is, can you give us a little? At- appetizer for your three-part sermon series you're going to do with us in late July and early August. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to be giving us a three-part sermon series in mm-hmm. late July and August. Um, give us a little like, yeah. little appetizer what okay. we're looking for here. All right. Well, when uh, David Smith and I go way back to 2014, too, and he's y'all's interim pastor. Yeah. By the way, I met Steve, Pastor Steve, here in 2014 when we okay. first came back and uh, visited with him. We even talked about this book writing thing. He, cool. he helped me there on that. But David asked me to be available to come July 25th, August 1st, and August 8th, three okay. Sunday series and wanted me to emphasize not just marriage, but uh, relationships, all relationships, whether you're single, married, whether you have kids, if you're parenting or whatever. So the three sermon series is going to be entitled Unveiling the Mystery of Relationships. Oh, cool. So we're going to cover all three Sundays are for everyone. So okay, so you're not gonna, just, there's not going right. to be one Sunday just for married couples, right. another Sunday for people with kids, and one exactly. for singles. No, every Sunday you're going to address all exactly. sort of stages of life. We're going to cover individuals as singles. Actually, the three titles for the sermons on those Sundays, the whole thing, the umbrella is unveiling the mystery of relationships. Okay. Week one's going to be uh, about how we rediscover the pattern of God's original design from Genesis 1 and 2. Okay, dig it. But all three Sundays we're going to cover each time, unveiling the mystery of singleness, okay. unveiling the mystery of marriage, and unveiling the mystery of family. So all three of those topics will be covered all three Sundays. Awesome. Week one will be out of Genesis 1 and 2, kind of parallels, it actually does, off of book one about creation, okay. rediscovering God's original design before the fall. Yeah. And yeah. What, was, what was it supposed to be like before exactly. we got and messed it up, right? <laughs> Finding the keys for the pattern of God's original design, mm-hmm. and we're going to apply that to singles, couples, and families. Awesome. Then week two is going to be a focus not on God's original design, but then we're going to move, which also is the focus of book two if it's about marriage, protection. 
we're going to talk about keys for protecting your relationship it's from the important. enemy's attack. So fortifying your marriage against the enemy's attack, fortifying your life as an individual, fortifying your family. We need to build walls no of protection around our lives, our marriages, and our families uh, all the more so Absolutely. as the days go. Then so tell us about the third sermon. Yeah, week three, unveiling uh, the mystery of those three areas will be covered with communication would be the emphasis. I hear that's important. Yeah. In, in marriages. Uh, keys for <laughs> building your relationships up instead of tearing them down. Mm. And we're going to get in some very particular stuff uh, about that communication thing. Well, speaking of communication, all right, I'm going to close out with a, a question. Right. Now, Matt is going to maybe get a laugh out of this because we've had some conversations about this. Um, it's a very controversial question. You ready? Okay. Should you allow the sun to go down on your anger? If you have should a fight, you? let's say you and your wife, you know, you have a fight and you're discussing some stuff, should you let the sun go down on your anger? Now, this is a controversial question because there's two very different camps on this. Okay. So I want to know, right. where do you stand on that? Well, I had to stay with the chapter and verse. Uh, I'm kind of an it is written guy. <laughs> <laughs> it says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. Okay. So you don't let the sun go down on your anger. There's a piece in uh, the book, book four is about reconciliation yeah. and, and uh, conflict resolution. And one thing we pointed out, it said, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Mm. It did not say, don't let the sun go down on your conflict. Mm. Some conflicts take a process. They yeah. take days. They take weeks. True. So Ron and I, we can turn to each other there in the bed at night, not letting the sun go down on our anger. Mm -hmm. We can choose not to be angry. We can look at each other and say, Love you, honey. <laughs> we'll pick it up tomorrow. Yeah, right. Sleep well. So you don't have to let your son go down in your anger, even though you're going to be approaching but sometimes you let working the sun go on down the relationship. The exactly. Don't. I, That's a good see, way of putting it. Well, my problem is I hate conflict. Yeah. I can't stand it. I'm that dinosaur in Toy Story. I was about to say, like, I hate conflict. I hate conflict. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And so I would try to end our conflicts mm. instantaneously, immediately, and hurry and rush Rhonda, mm. and it made a disaster. So, well, I, I'm right there with you. Sometimes I want to resolve something faster than yep. maybe she's ready for it. So you give her some space. Yeah. Uh, we were listening to a podcast the other day, and this guy said, listen, sometimes – you're you're tired. It's one o'clock in the morning. You know you're not at your best to really resolve this conflict. Just go to bed, get some sleep, and you might feel a lot more differently and better in the morning. Yeah, and uh, then you can resolve your conflict then. Yeah, so. it's an act of faith. We choose to end the anger, and no one will be able to pick it up later and have right a better on. conversation. A truce, right? Yeah, a pause. All right. Well, I'm gonna snap my fingers, and magically, Matt is gonna Ooh. take my place in the scene. You ready for this? Here All we right. go. A much more better looking podcast host about the show. Here we go. <laughs> Hey, wow, that magic was great. Uh, here I am. Hi, Matt. <laughs> hey, Tracy. <laughs> hey, so, uh, man, I, I love what you were sharing earlier. I was hanging out back there. Yeah, in um, the dark. I couldn't yeah, see it. But I, I love what you're sharing. You know, I, I work with students and, and their families, and um, I would I'd love to hear your take right now on what you think is the, the greatest challenges uh, that are, are facing families in in our our country in our world today like um you know obviously the there's the 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 spiritual battle that's going on mm -hmm. um but um as, as someone who works with families and and um you know including teenagers i mean what what do you what do you see as the greatest challenge and and what can we do to combat that wow <laughs> yeah easy question Where do you go you know? with that one? <laughs> well and uh it, it's kind of the premise. What happened with Ron and I, as I was uh -huh. describing about moving into marriage and family ministry in around about 2012, uh, it, it was a couple of three years ago we started, because I've read a lot of books yeah. on marriage and family, of course, right. and enjoy them and believe in and recommend them and quote them. Uh, but something kind of started happening with us that has to do with the answer to your question. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times we look at what's struggling, what we're struggling with, what's the problem, what's the challenge, mm -hmm. uh, as we categorize it like, okay, this is a family issue, this is a marriage issue. Uh, I really mean this when I say this. It's a Jesus issue. Mm. And uh, even in marriage and family ministry, even premarital prep, uh, working with teenagers and family, and uh, I, I mentioned it a while ago, my wife's the child whisperer. Mm -hmm. you, you having a problem with your teenager, call my wife, not me. <laughs> But uh, anyhow, the, 
whatever the problems are and whatever's the greatest challenge through our society's experience, those, you know, the focus can change, but it is still the root thing. And that's really why we're going to start week one in rediscovering God's original design. Mm -hmm. The answer to a lot of those problems, the problem is that our relationship of intimacy and fellowship and oneness with Jesus uh, is the greatest challenge. Mm -hmm. If we will maintain that and grow that and strengthen that, then it doesn't matter whether we're having a question about this as a kid in school mm -hmm. or as a married couple trying to work things out or how we respond to the things going on in our society, you yeah. know, uh, and we go right back and say, uh, it's the simplicity of purity of devotion to Christ that we are not pursuing walking with the Lord. Mm. has to be the greatest problem because yeah. it affects everything. Right. I love that scripture in 2 Corinthians. I think it's chapter 11. Uh, Paul was telling the Corinthian church, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm jealous over you with a godly jealousy. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. And then he says, but I fear, and I memorized a lot of verses in King James Version yeah. when I was growing <laughs> up, but I fear less by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so too your mind would be corrupted from the simplicity which is in Christ. Mm. And so I think for me, my, my I'll tell you, everybody else's greatest challenge, my greatest challenge in life itself is staying back in that simplicity of purity, devotion to Christ. Mm -hmm. That's the greatest challenge. It's I'm always slipping out of it, of course, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's whether I'm trying to be an individual or a husband or a father or a grandfather now, uh, it's all, is Jesus abiding in me and I'm abiding in him and losing that. Right. It really is. It affects everything. I hope that's making sense. Oh, yeah, no, that makes total sense. I mean, but uh, getting back to Jesus and, uh, yeah. Yeah, you, that, that passage you mentioned, I mean, Satan is still in the business of, of ruining everything. And right. if he can ruin the family, he, he, it has an effect on, on so many different things, it, yep. not just not just a person, but also on society. And we're right. seeing that happen. I mean, right. it's it's crazy. And it's it, it's crazy. It's hard doing ministry uh, in, in a culture where... You know, families are, are dealing with divorce, or mm -hmm. you know, there's there's constant conflict in the home, or um, yeah. and it's there's so many challenges, and, and you just see the enemy wreaking havoc. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. I I I love to you know, assuming that we we have people who um, who listen to the podcast who aren't necessarily. Um, a part of our church and may not be right. here for your your uh, series coming up in, in the summer. But uh, for those that are listening out there, that maybe they're single or maybe they're uh, they're, they're parents um, just struggling. Mm -hmm. um, what is a what is a word of hope that you could give to them? It, it, this assuming this may be the one chance you have yeah. to say anything <laughs> to them. Um, I mean, I know you got three weeks worth and books of stuff, but uh, maybe just in, in a simplistic marriage or simplistic message mm -hmm. to, to married couples or to single or just anybody out there, what would you tell them right now? What, what kind of hope would you, you give to them uh, yeah. as, a, as a part of your ministry and what you do? Yeah. Well, uh, one of my favorite scriptures about hope is hope deferred makes the, the heart, heart sick. sick. Yeah. But when it comes, it's like a tree of life. And uh, one of the things in book four, and referring back to that, uh, the first chapter of book four is uh, find the door of hope. Mm. And uh, if we're having problems, if we're having a conflict, if we're if we're if life's falling apart, even as a single, as an individual, it's just you know it can get really lonely and really tough, and there can be a lot of despair. Right. But there is hope, and. Uh, it, it's it's too much to get into right now, but in Hosea, Gomer and Hosea, mm -hmm. you know, that, if you know the story, but anyhow, there was this prophet and he was married. God told him to marry a prostitute. You, you'd call that a trouble marriage, I think. Yeah, but, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it says that God was going to bring her back. And it's a metaphor about God's relationship with Israel. Mm -hmm. You, I'm sure you know. Mm -hmm. But it says, uh, I will help her find in the Valley of Achor the door of hope. It's right there in Hosea 2. Wow. Guess what the Hebrew word achor means? 
It's been too long since I've done it. <laughs> trouble. Trouble, okay. It means trouble. In the valley of trouble, whatever you're going through, whatever struggle, whether it's as an individual, uh, as a as a couple, as a family, whatever it is, even as a, a, a kid in school and, and uh my goodness, my, my little seven-year-old granddaughter and my, my two-and-a-half-year-old grandson has trouble, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they express the fact that they're having trouble. But uh, there can be a door of hope. There is hope. And uh, I love what a, a friend of mine, a psychologist friend, told me one time. He said he tells some of his clients, he says, look, he says, uh, maybe you can't hope right now. Uh, are you at the end of your rope? Mm -hmm. uh, are you at the end of your rope? And we have a little slogan. When you get to the end of your rope, hang on to the rope of hope. <laughs> yeah, tie a knot on the end of that thing and hang on. Yeah. But he even said, uh, maybe right now you would say, I've lost all hope. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll hope for you. I'll hope with you until you can hope for yourself. I'll let you borrow some of my hope, and when you get your own, you can give me mine back. That's and good. so there is hope, for no matter what the struggle is, no matter how bad it is. Uh, and we know the door. Jesus said, I'm the door, and mm -hmm. I have to get back to the Lord on this. Mm -hmm. uh, finding in him who he is and what he's done for us, literally, it's in him we find that hope. Mm. And it even says in one place in the Bible that God is the God of hope. Mm -hmm. And so hope deferred, it's going to be, it's, we're going to feel sick, but when it's coming, it's coming. Uh, I have a, another slogan, mm -hmm. <laughs> a little nugget, anticipate the divine surprise. And that's hard to do when you're in the deep, 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 dark valley of trouble. Right. But uh, find somebody to help. Don't go it alone is the other key to this whole thing. There's hope found many times in not going it alone. So reach out to somebody, Absolutely. a pastor, a friend, a counselor, yeah. a psychologist even, and uh, get somebody to hope for you and with you That's good. until you can hope for yourself. Yeah. And uh, finding that door of hope, and his name is Jesus, and yeah. get some friends to help you find him uh, with you. That's great. That's great. Well, I excited about July. Excited for Me you too. to be able to come with us uh, and, and yeah. to, 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 to be with us. Uh, tell us how, if someone wanted to pre-order all five books or even just mm -hmm. wanted to start on these three, yeah. um, how, how could they do that? Yeah, we have a website. It's okay. not on Amazon. It's nowhere else. Uh, we have a website that my daughter's my uh, webmaster and media person, <laughs> second daughter, but uh, unveilingthemysteryofmarriage.com. Okay. So all one word, no space, just unveiling the mystery of marriage.com. Okay. And uh, I'm assuming we'll have that in the, yeah, the show notes. Yeah. Don't Google it. There's some other things out there that'll pop up. Oh, okay. But just type in www. You don't have to do that anymore either. Right. Actually, unveiling the mystery of marriage.com. Okay. And you order it there. You can look at it. You can look at the outlines of all the books and a whole bunch of other stuff and information. But you can order it either individually. Uh, you can order two, three, whatever, pre order the whole series and the last one as i mentioned i think earlier uh, comes out it'll be all in our hands in july so they get the three now they mm -hmm. can they can buy the other two yeah yeah we have later. a pre-order where you can order okay. the whole set and then you'll get all three right now with that pretty little cord tied a pretty on little cord and uh <laughs> then four will be shipped when it comes out and then five will be shipped when it comes out oh, and that's uh, great book four maybe in a couple of weeks wow yeah Wow. Well, thank you so much for hanging with us today and for yeah. sharing hope with us. Yeah. And uh, if you're listening out there, just Tracy had so many great things to say, but just remember there's always hope. And uh, we're we're so glad you're with us. We're about to head out of here, but a few things we want to make sure you remember. If you will, make sure to click on the like button and to uh, join all the... Uh, I just got told I, I, I didn't even pray. Oh, I didn't even pray. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? You know, I, I would love to pray, but I would love for you, Tracy, to pray okay. for us. And um, mm -hmm. would you mind doing that? Pray, mm -hmm. Praying love for to. our listeners out there and just um, just praying God's blessing over them and praying for that hope. Okay. Yeah, sure great. Well, let's pray. Lord Jesus, I, uh, I come to you right now, and I just thank you for the opportunity to uh, just consider you to talk about you and to uh, know that uh, journeying through this life, uh, you're the author of life. You're the author. You're the finisher. Mm. 
And because of the joy that was set before you, you endured the cross and you despised the shame. And you're right now set down at the right hand of the Father. So we come in prayer today knowing that you came, you lived the perfect life, you died the perfect death, you rose again three days later. And then 40 days later, after your many convincing proofs on the earth, you ascended back to the right hand of the Father. So we pray right now knowing you're seated there. Father and Son, and so we pray to you, Jesus, we come boldly to the throne of grace, seeking help in time of need, because all of our lives, uh, sometimes more intense than others, but we all have time of need. And so, Lord, I just pray right now as we come boldly to the throne of grace, seeking help. We seek you, Lord Jesus, for your help. You're the one who intercedes for us and prays for us, and you are the answer for the world today. Above mm -hmm. you, there's no other. Jesus, you're the way. And so, Lord, we come to you and ask you uh, for ourselves first, for First Baptist Church Pflugerville, for the community here, everyone listening on this podcast, wherever they are, I just pray right now for every individual that the valley of trouble that they may be in, that we may be in right now, that you're the door of hope. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would help every single one of us find the door of hope. And that door, of course, is you, Jesus. Help us minister to every need, spirit, soul, and body. I just pray right now that our hearts would be encouraged and lifted up, and we would look up to the hill where our help comes from. So, Lord, we look to you and ask you to apply it perfectly in every situation of everyone listening uh, right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Matt. Wonderful. Great to be here. All right, now let's let's do it on the right side. Um, hey, if you would share this with friends, uh, you can listen to us on all the different platforms out there. You've got iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and uh, we just, yeah, we love getting to do this, and we love getting to hang with you. So thank you so much for uh, come and join in, and um, we want to encourage you to come back whenever we do this again. Maybe next week, maybe mm -hmm. week after that. Who knows? But hey, we love you. Bye. Bye.